Hi, welcome to season 10. I'm Mary Abizier. With me is Tom Spitali and Sean Wellen. And uh, we're talking about, uh, in this, in this uh, season, we're talking about pricing. And you just can't help but think about leaky pipes and waterfalls. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to really uh, bring this to life for you. Uh, Tom, do you want to kick us off with this? Yeah, the first two uh, episodes of this season, we talked um, at an important but high level about pricing. We talked about something called a price value analysis, a way to kind of generally figure out um, how well you are priced right now in the marketplace, at least from what you might call a list price perspective. Today, we wanted to kind of bring it down a, a level. We wanted to start talking about executional pricing concepts. You know, how do you take where you are on a PVA and adjust it for this customer that the sales force is, is, is dealing with and negotiating today? How do you decide uh, you know, who gets discounts, who gets certain terms, and how do you do that with discipline so that you're able to reap the rewards of your hard work? You, 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 you figured out where you should be on the PVA. How do you kind of maintain most of that, um, that price point that you've set on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you, as Mary said, we'll talk about things like uh, the, the leaky pipe or the pricing waterfall and, and, and concepts like pocket price. Maybe we'll define those a little bit more as we're, we're talking about it, but would, it'd be great to talk about a case. Sean, can you just relay a, some, you know, a case, uh, something that you've been experiencing or experienced in the past about managing executional pricing? <laughs> Sure. I mean, I, I think the, uh, every business, many businesses have the same problem. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's this, that, that not all customers pay the same price for the same product. That can be for a variety of reasons. And in my particular example, I was the, the head of pricing for a, a division of a business that rented out industrial equipment. So this was um, a, a rental model. So a, a, what you call a perishable commodity business model. And we had fixed prices per asset. So if you wanted to rent a particular asset, it would cost you so much per day. It was as simple and straightforward as that. Of course, when you look at the pricing data, then the average price being paid is less than the headline price. And the, the, the standard deviation amongst all prices paid is pretty wide. You get this fairly normal distribution. There are very few people that pay a premium to the price, vast majority pay somewhere around that target price. And you get the other end of the distribution where a lot of people are paying the lower price. And what's interesting about that is not that it's, it's, it's not unusual. It's just that it's, it's not that measurable. It happens all over the place, but it's not just discounts. It's not like here's the big customer who's getting a quantity discount or getting some sort of rebate. It's how, price leaks away hence the leaky pipe analogy that's what we mean we start off with it flowing through our cash flow is flowing through uh, some pipe and and we've got these leaks and they may be discounts they may be concessions such as we'll give you longer to pay or in the case of renting an asset we'll give you a few free days or maybe we'll waive some um, some contract fee or some termination fee or some repair and renewal fee the more discretion you place out in the front end of your business, 
the harder it becomes to, to nail down that price. And I guess one of the things we talked, Tom, about starting this series with, with simple models, such as the PVA, which, of course, has a single price point and a single fair value line, or rather, I should say, a straight fair value line. And we know neither of those things are actually true. And it can be a disappointment to realize your price is, is, is multiple prices that average out to a single price. And your, your fair value line is more of a squiggly curve than a straight line. But we're talking today about how that price point varies and, and what you can do about it. And I guess the key thing is to understand as best we can the types of uh, issues that, that remove the headline price, the, the sort of leaks in the pipe, as it were, because discounts is the most obvious one, but, but not the most common one. And the others are, are harder to, to, uh, to get. I mean, what, what other can you think of? Yeah. I want to share an example. I had, we were working with a crop protection agricultural company and um, my friend Neil said, I've got a problem. I have to raise price because we're, we're, our margins are, you know, are not where they need to be. And I need to manage my business. And so we started looking and we did exactly that, Sean. We just started taking inventory in all the different places that, you know, clients were getting uh, some different price, you know, and I think it was hidden in all kinds of corners. Like there was um, special year end uh, freight delivery uh, uh, bonuses that were passed on. There were merchandising uh, bonuses. There were uh, what, quarterly discounts if they met, met certain um, uh, milestones. And then there was even like supply guarantees. So these things, once we started to find all of them and record them, we found out that we didn't have to raise the price. We just needed to do a better job of like giving these discounts when it was appropriate. And some of them actually, we just stopped. We stopped giving this year end discount. And even the quarterly one, he stopped doing that. And there was no impact on the volume, meaning he actually, you know, was able to make some money and realize that that wasn't a very effective lever in some of the things and the incentives that um, that he might want to offer. Um, yeah, so what I think what we're saying here is this is a, a manageable process that most businesses don't manage. The leaky pipe is something that's happening under the <laughs> under the consciousness conscious level of of, of many. Um, B2B marketers. And what we have seen is that first step is to create the awareness as Mary, you did with Neil of, you know, where are all the places that the pipe is leaking, right? And, and what are all the, the, the leaks on the way from, you know, list price to, to pocket price. But then there's another step where you can step back and you can start to say, all right, do, do people even value these things and do different people value different discounts? So maybe I don't have to give all of these discounts to, to, and, and, and allowances and, and credit terms to everybody. Maybe I can vary them based on, you know, what they want, what segment they're in, yeah. and maybe even what value that they have to our company or potential value that they have to our company, because it's, it's true that to bring in another analogy, the squeaky wheel often gets the grease in the pricing world. So it's the clients that negotiate hard, that make a lot of noise, that end up getting the lowest pocket price. And when we look at who they are relative to their long-term value to us, sometimes we say, 
I don't know why we're treating them so well. And we see other clients that maybe, you know, we, we aren't treating as well from a pricing standpoint as we should given their, their long-term potential. I think also it's, you know, it's, it's what, what's the cure for this? Cause we talk about identifying all of the leaks and, um, and, and, and fixing them, but you can either look at it from the process and see what sort of things are costing us price. Is it free delivery? Is it a waiver of fees? Is it an informal discount or some freebies that are added on? Or is it uh, straightforward discounting? And that's one way to approach the problem. But another way from the example I gave at the beginning is to look at the customers that are benefiting most from those price relief or price reductions. And ask yourself the question, is that deserving? Are they worth it? Is there, is there a redeeming quality? Are, are we giving away price, but in, enjoying massive amounts of volume? And when you find that you're not, or at least the cases where you're not, you have the opportunity to, to essentially fire customers. Now, you tread carefully. It's not something you take lightly. But if you have limited capacity, you want to make sure that most of the customers you can serve are paying something approaching a reasonable, profitable price. And if you can actually focus on the customer, not just the, not just the problems causing the, the discounts, but focus on which customers are benefiting the most, you have that option as well, which is something we did. We said, we're, we're just not going to supply those bottom 10% of customers that appear to be having huge discount for no benefit. And we'll reinvest our time and effort into customers that will pay at least the median price. And that had, had an impact of about plus 15% on our yield. Just that simple act of looking at the tail of the distribution and saying, I don't care so much why, I care who. And these folks either have to step up or, or, or move out. And we didn't you know, send them a, a notice of termination. We just increased prices. And, and many voted with their feet, surprisingly, or maybe not. A lot of them stayed for the, for the course, proving, I guess, that the discounts <laughs> weren't having any positive effect at all. Yeah, I think that the, the pricing lever is a huge behavior um, enhancer or, you know, modifier. And so knowing which behavior, like you said, Sean, who and what am I trying to achieve with them? I mean, the worst thing that you do is, is that you identify this group early on and we want to encourage them to do volume discounts. So we, we give them a short a, a discount for, you know, that type of behavior for buying in a certain way. But then we don't remove it ever. It's, it doesn't, you know, a discount should be a short term thing. And what happens is, is it just continues on, even though you actually achieve that behavior or you need to, to, to um, in, encourage a different behavior. And pricing is, is a great way to do that. But it seems like sometimes it just gets forgotten. It gets thrown in the back closet and it just continues forever. And you forget why you actually gave it to them in the first place. So you can learn a, You can learn a lesson from the autumn automotive market I, I spent as you know a lot of years working in the the uh, the car and truck business and one thing i was involved in the finance side and we used to provide um the financial services for a number of manufacturers so when you have these leasing offers or monthly payments we were the the bank that would that would underwrite all of that and we would often be asked to provide um support for a particular product of card when when they wanted when the manufacturer wanted to provide support to make the payments cheaper and there's two ways of doing that in the leasing business you either discount the car at the front end make the car cheaper or you 
increase the residual value. You, the way these things work, you have a balloon payment at the end. Most people are, are familiar with that these days, that you have this deferred amount of payment. Car manufacturers would never, ever discount the front end. They would also, they would always provide money to support a higher residual value, which has the same effect of lowering the prices, but it's invisible. And it's worth noting that when it comes to using price, because we're not saying every price concession is a bad thing. There are reasons that you give price away. There are reasons that you discount price to achieve a greater strategic goal of maybe penetration or whatever. But never mess with the headline price. So I'm just conscious that so far for this, we're sort of saying that leaky pipes are a bad thing. But when they're managed, they're actually quite strategically well, useful. I absolutely agree. I think that that's the big point here. And, and the, the, the big question then is how? And I think there's, there's two succeeding levels of how here. First of all, you know, uh, I, we, we're always advocates of segmentation and targeting the segments that are most important to the long-term health of your business. And so I think one easier level of assessing your dis pricing discount activity is, are we giving discounts to companies that are in the segments that we are targeting, you know, um, and, or, or, or is it just random again, this leaky or squeaky, <laughs> squeaky wheel approach to the leaky <laughs> pipe, right? Is that the same as the squeaky pipe? I'm getting confused squeaky now with pipe, that. Leaky wheel, wheel. Kind, of, kind of thing. So that's the first level. And I think that that's, that's something that we would encourage everybody to, 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 to look at, but Stepping back even further, maybe another level of complexity, but still doable in this day and age is, is understanding um, the economics of individual customers, right? Uh, particularly uh, something that when I was at Peppers and Rogers Group, we called potential value. Understanding what's the potential of this customer that the sales rep is, is, is talking to today. We may have a very thin slice of that business, but if they're in a target segment and they have a tremendous amount of potential that some other competitor is getting right now. I mean, this usually adds up to the situation where you say, um, you know, there's some, there's some more play in the list price, if you will. And I think when companies start to have this kind of guidance and collaboration between the, the pricers and marketers and the sales force, this is when they begin to, to, to manage that leaky pipe and use it, as you're saying, Sean, as a force for good, letting the pipe leak, you know, where it's yeah. appropriate, but, but stopping it up, you know, where, where it shouldn't be. Yeah, you've got to manage it. And I, I think also that it's, you know, it's not, um, as we said, it's, it's not always a, a bad thing. But with the power of, of changing your price through direct discounts or through other concessions, you also have to understand the, the, the timing element, depending on the business you're in. I know we're going to spend some time talking about pricing models in the future, but just briefly, it's the you think of the airline model. They would rather fly a plane with empty seats, guaranteeing zero revenue for that particular asset, which is a seat being flown through the sky. They would rather do that than sell it at a marginal price just to cover the incremental cost of the uh the minor amount of fuel needed to carry another person and their luggage in the air. And the, the uh, well, these days, not even the meal and the drink because none of that's free anymore. Um, and that's, obviously, Tom, I know you fly first class and private jets, but for most of us, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not as much fun anymore. If only. But you don't, 
even though logically, would you rather have zero revenue on this fixed cost asset or at least have some contribution to margin? And the answer is I'd rather have zero because you set a precedent. Because if you send the message to the market that just wait until the 11th hour and the discounts come tumbling in, the airlines figure out they're better off saying, no, the only people that need to travel at a minute's notice are business folks or people that need to be somewhere. People on vacation, casual travelers, they're planning a, a, a way in ahead. So you can maximize. And I guess the point is, it's never that simple. Understanding the levers and the tools and the, the leaks in the pipe, you also need to have a really good strategic sense of what that does to your entire market. Because no pricing is asymmetric. It all gets visible at some points. And you yeah. have to learn. I think that I, I love your your example of the airline because um, most industries, um, when something's ready to expire, you know, milk, cookies, all that stuff, um, the price gets lower. Um, but the airlines is the one is as you get closer to departing, you actually have to pay a higher price. And that's because they figure out that those are a segment of business travelers typically that are booking last minute. So the, so their value, their, their perceived value is a lot higher. They'll pay that price, that, that convenience of being able to, to book things at the last minute. So it is opposite of what you would normally think about expirations, but it's a cool example of if you know what you're trying to incent, you can actually use these the pricing and these types of discounts to your advantage. We had mentioned uh, waterfall. So we've talked a lot about the leaky pipe, which is you start with the price that you think is you know, like the list price. And then there's all of these things that we've been talking about, discounts that happen along the way or, or concessions and the pocket price is what comes out. And that's similar with the waterfall. Waterfall is a McKinsey concept that starts out at a certain price. And then you know, as you see the discounts that are being given, you end up with a certain amount Call that the pocket price again at the end. So just to be clear on some of the words that we were using, um, Tom, anything else to add? That this is a manageable process. It's not easy, but this is a manageable pro process. And, and, and when it's managed well, it actually allevi alleviates a lot of the tension between sales and marketing. Marketing has this beef with, with sales often in many companies that says that they just give away price. Um, when, it's, when it's managed correctly, when, when that PVA list price is, is explained to the sales force, and then the two functions collaborate on when and how much you move off of that PVA price, we've seen um, a, a level of collaboration that not only yields better pricing, but actually better relationships between the sales and marketing folk. Yeah, Sean? Yeah, I think, you know, we've highlighted price is, uh, is, is not a simple concept. It's the core of a business. It's, it's the value capture part of the business, which is arguably what a business is all about. Um, and it's volatile and you need to manage it. But if you can and if you do and it's aligned with your strategy, you will reap the re rewards. It's not a bad thing to be curtailed. It's a positive thing to be managed and management starts with understanding all the levers all the possible leaks and the cause and effect what does this get me and what does this cost me and all of that makes pricing perhaps the single the sharp point of strategic execution wow thank you for joining us um we hope that you enjoy these if you do we have a lot of 
um, seasons and episodes that you can find at theaccidentalmarketer.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and we always love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.